0: Welcome to part three of this series on sustainable healthcare. So we know that the climate crisis is a health crisis and health professionals want to do the right thing for patients. So sometimes it's about framing it in those terms, um, because we know that if we um, get to net zero, then we will save lives. Um, so that's really important. You've just heard a clip of our interview with Dr Becky Taylor-Smith, who is the chair of the Greener Anesthesia and Intensive Care Network in the West Midlands, and she also works with the Greener NHS Department nationally as the Chief Sustainability Officer's Clinical Fellow.
1: As she mentioned, it's important to think about action on climate change as being beneficial for both the environment and patients. Often when we talk about climate action, we talk about having to give things up. But climate action shouldn't be perceived as being about making sacrifices. Rather, we must focus on the co-benefits so we can make decisions which can benefit both people and the planet.
0: Pause here for a minute and have a quick brainstorm about what such co-benefits could be. When you're ready, resume the podcast.
1: One of the best examples is making public transport more accessible, reliable and affordable or even free. If fewer people drove their cars everywhere, the traffic on roads and air pollution from exhaust streams would be massively reduced, especially because in the UK, most buses and train services are becoming completely electric, so they wouldn't emit any harmful gases. Having fewer cars on the road would also free up space for larger and
0: better cycling networks so that more people could easily and safely bike to their school or workplace. So-called active travel, like walking and cycling, is much better for our physical and mental health compared to sitting in our cars for hours on end stuck in traffic.
1: Here we have Mrs Cleo Kennington, who we were introduced to in the previous podcast, talking about the co-benefits of cycling on health and the
2: environment. 15% of the footprint of the NHS actually comes from uh, road travel. So if we can reduce the number of journeys that are made by um, car and, and make them by bicycle, then we'd massively reduce the carbon footprint of the NHS. But it wouldn't just improve the carbon footprint it would improve the health of the staff and we know that uh, yeah. when they looked at studies comparing people who uh, make their daily commute by bicycle compared to those who, who who don't they may do any other exercise but it's not their daily commute is not by bicycle the the risk of being admitted to hospital over the following five years is massively reduced the risk of death is reduced by half um, the uh, the risk of um, a, a diagnosis of cancer is reduced by half so so Cycling is a a win-win situation in in all spheres.
0: Not needing as many roads, car parks and petrol stations will mean that we can transition to greener cities in which the concrete jungle that we are so used to is transformed to widespread green spaces with more trees and wildlife. Plants are amazing for filtering our air of pollutants and providing us with oxygen. And they also have a cooling effect that can be life-saving in urban areas that turn into sweltering heat islands during the summer. And we can't forget to mention that living near green spaces has an incredibly positive impact on our mental health, which we saw even
1: more clearly during the pandemic. Another great example of the co-benefits of climate action is tackling food and nutrition. Plant-based diets have a much lower environmental impact It takes much less energy, space and resources to grow plants than to raise animals for meat. The meat industry is also the single biggest cause of deforestation around the world. Forests are cleared to create space for cattle farming and growing soya, 90% of which is used to feed the animals we farm.
0: Plant-based diets are also associated with lower rates of obesity, type two diabetes and cancer, which are the most common diseases to cause disability and death in the developed world. Did you know that antibiotics are used to stimulate the growth of animals for faster meat production in factory farms? The overuse of antibiotics in humans and in animals is leading to a rise in antibiotic resistance, which is another huge problem for global health because, as we know, it's very difficult and expensive to make new antibiotics.
1: In countries like the UK, The biggest burden on the health service comes from people living with long-term conditions. For example, type 2 diabetes, COPD and chronic heart disease. This is because these patients have to make regular visits to the GP or hospital and they use a large proportion of the NHS's resources and time.
0: Funnily enough, the most environmentally friendly patient is the patient who doesn't need to go to the hospital in the first place. Increasingly, the NHS is moving towards a preventative model of healthcare in which we put more time and energy in preventing people from developing the disease. This has been championed to improve population health and to reduce pressure on the NHS. But as well as that, it can also reduce the NHS's carbon footprint.
1: Can you think of any more co-benefits of sustainable healthcare? Write them down and we can discuss them in the UN conference piano plays softly